0: Welcome to today's episode of the Pigskin Pulpit. I'm your host, the Sideline Statsman, and today is part three of our week-long draft special brought to you by yours truly, the Sideline Statsman. Today, we've got to address the elephant in the room. Rob Gronkowski is headed to the Buccaneers. Blockbuster trade, nobody expected it. I'm going to break it down and tell you guys why it happened, how it happened, the events leading up to it. And then how it affects O.J. Howard's situation heading into the draft. Following that, we're going to address other rumors involving the Colts. And then another one involving Miami possibly skipping out on Tua Tungvaloa. It might not go well as we may expect it. We expect Miami to take Tua, but a lot of people around the league don't. So we're going to have to go into that and try to figure out why the experts believe this and if we should really buy into the fact that they'll skip over to it. We got a big show in store for you. So without further ado, let's just get it started with the Rob Gronkowski story. Yes, it happened. You're not dreaming. Rob Gronkowski is coming out of retirement. Unfortunately, it's not for the Patriots. Gronkowski, at the age of 30 years old, is coming out of retirement after only one year out of the league and signing his WWE contract. Gronkowski has done a lot of things off the field and even in the studio during his time in absence, but he had a desire to come back to football, something that has been missing with a burning passion. So we went and he went to go talk to Bill Belichick and talk to Robert Kraft about coming back into the NFL, and he finally stated, I want to come back. I'm interested, I miss it so much, and the Patriots expected him to come back to them, but Rob Gronkowski's terms were, I will not come back unless I am with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. See, because Gronk retired under contract with the Patriots, he will be a Patriot if he comes out of retirement. The only way that changes is if he's traded to another team or released altogether, which is not likely to happen. You would have to trade the player, and that's really it. You have to trade him. If you don't trade him, then I guess that's it. You have to wait until the contract expires, and then from there, you're free. Rob Gronkowski had a one-year left on his contract for $10 million. He wanted to be in Tampa with Tom Brady because that's his man. That's his, that's his best friend. That's his quarterback. And in order to meet those demands, they had to arrange a trade with Tampa. So they got in contact with Tampa Bay, Bruce and Jason Light, and within less than an hour, they already set up a trade, and Gronkowski already took the physical and passed it. He put on the weight that he had when he was playing football, so now he's actually at the ideal weight and size to continue playing football, and he will be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. The trade details for this include the Patriots receiving the Buccaneers' fourth-round pick in this year's draft in return for Rob Gronkowski and a seventh-round pick. So, the Patriots gave up a seventh-round pick and... They gave up Rob Gronkowski just for a fourth-round pick. I think Bill's trying to rebuild here. I don't think it's more of a situation where you're trying to retool like you do every year and develop guys. This is now the situation where you got to pick somebody and kind of add new weapons to the team that'll make it better, not just for next year, but for the years after. You're drafting for your future right now this year because you just lost what you had. So the Patriots need every draft pick they can get. So the fourth round pick for them makes a lot of sense. In terms, though, of actual trades and the actual ratings on the trade, I say the Patriots made a good trade. Gronk was going to be dead weight on money if he didn't end up with Tampa. So they did him a favor, and they did themselves a favor. So they gave him the Tampa, and they got a pick out of it. So now Tampa takes on his $10 million contract. This does work out for Tampa, too. Because now that offense, just for this season, includes O.J. Howard, you've got Cameron Braid, and you've got Gronk at the tight ends. And the receiver core, you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. With Tom Brady as your quarterback, oh my God, there's no way that you're going to sit there and tell me that this team can't make the playoffs or a Super Bowl. That offense itself is better, I believe, than any team Brady has ever played on. The only exception I will make are the teams with Randy Moss in 07 when they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. That's it. But right now, I'm excited to see what Tampa does this season. They may end up being the first team in NFL history to not only host the Super Bowl in their own town, but win the Super Bowl in their own town cuz you know the Super Bowl is hosted in a different city every year. So that home stadium team, if they make the Super Bowl and win it, they have home field advantage. It's amazing for them. They have the hometown crowd right there. I really like this. This is a good situation for Tampa Bay here. And the memes have already started. I've seen it already. The Tampa Bay Gronkineers. I've heard that. That's one of my favorites. I've heard <laughs> And um, Tampa Bay, we all know about that one. And I've heard the New England Buccaneers and the Tampa Bay Patriots. I've heard people call the Buccaneers the Patriots' retirement home. And there's jokes everywhere on that. But when the Buccaneers win a Super Bowl, that's where you guys are going to have to probably walk back those comments. And then it's going to be like, oh, well, you made them already. Again, I'm trying not to let my bias show, but I'm telling you, Based off the statistics I know and the way this team has been built, this is a playoff team, 100%. Can they win a Super Bowl? There's a chance. But that goes for every team. There's always a chance. I think they have a good chance of making the playoffs, and they are a playoff team right now. Again, time will tell depending on how Tom plays. But I think the real question comes in now, O.J. Howard. There's been rumors going around that O.J. Howard was going to get traded. He was going to get dealt to another team. But the question really became, now that they have Gronk, what's going to happen to O.J.? I think it's real simple. They're going to trade him. O.J. is great in this offense, don't get me wrong. He's a very talented player, but he just didn't produce last season to the expectations of Bruce Arians. And they've wasted a first-round pick on the guy a few years ago. So what's the point of having a first-round pick tight end if he's not producing at at an all-pro level? There's no point. You might as well let him go. And rather than release him, they're willing to trade him for a mid-to-high mid, mid to high upper pick. So I think his value really sits at like a third-round pick, maybe a second, because of his youth and his talent that's there. But honestly, it's the right thing to do. You're going to add some stock to your draft picks, and you basically, if you pull off that trade to get like a, let's say, a third-round pick out of it, you basically trade it in your fourth-round pick, to the, to the Patriots, in return for a third. Because you're giving up OJ for a pick as well. So now combine that together, you got out of it a 7th round pick, Gronkowski, and a 3rd round pick. That's better than just having a 4th round pick and OJ. That's, to me, the best trade out there. Trading OJ now is going to help build them for the future, and it's the only right decision to make right now for the Buccaneers. Let's now move on from here and see. Let's go at the next trade topic. On the next trade topic here, the Colts have placed free safety Malik Hooker on the trading block, according to Michael Lombardi of The Athletic. Can I make a case that Hooker shouldn't be traded? Yes. Am I going to? No. Look, Malik Hooker's a great talent, came into the league three years ago, just like OJ, in the draft. And he has been really good for them. But on the same note, the Colts are also in a weird phase where they want to rebuild, but they can't. So they have to be very meticulous and careful with what they do because they have a good defense they don't want to mess up, and they want to make sure they make the right decisions that won't cost them a chance to have a successful year. And in that case, that's where Malik Hooker comes into the picture. Young, fast, ball hawk ability is up there, hard hitter, it's everything you want in a free safety. He plays coverage very well, too. Not so much deep coverage, but he plays well. Malik Hooker is on the block, for sure. And I do think there's three teams that really stand out that need that free safety, hard-hitting mentality that can play coverage really well. So for, for, for starters, I'm going with the Browns. The Browns will take anything at this point. And right now, their current free safety would be Andrew Sandejo. And I do think they're better off getting Malik Hooker to fill that role. Hooker brings more to the table than Sandejo. He's younger. He does a lot more work than he can. And he can play, he can play wide on the field. It's, it makes more sense. He has a better range. So, Browns making a deal for him would make sense. I would also keep in mind the Dolphins here. The Miami Dolphins are definitely not out of this. They have so many draft picks in this draft. It's not even funny. I've been working on this mock draft for a while. I might have to restart because of the Gronk trade. But, like, you know, just back to the fourth round. But I do believe that the Dolphins need a safety and they want someone experienced rather than having to draft one because they're going to, the talent on the board at safety is going to fall off pretty quick. Within the first three rounds, the top safeties in the draft are going to be gone. And I don't think the Dolphins are going to. Put such an emphasis on it, because currently their free safety is Eric Rowe, who's who's pretty good, but he's not at the level that Malik Cooker is. And pairing him in that secondary with uh, Adrian Colbert, it it would be really good. I think it would work out really well for them, and the Dolphins will have one of the deadliest secondaries in the league. Think about it. You're putting him also with Byron Howard at the corner. I mean, not Byron Howard. I'm so sorry, Byron Jones. Putting him in the secondary with Byron Jones, it makes a lot of sense, and I think it makes them more dangerous and more of a competitor in that weakened AFC East. Because now with the Patriots falling apart, it looks like any the top spots up for grabs, and the Bills got the best shot. Dolphins need to compete; they want to be up there. They got to make moves, and I think making a move now makes the most sense. Get aggressive. Start paying guys. Do what you got to do. Make trades. You have so many picks at your disposal. If you need to give up a third round pick and a, and a seventh round pick, do it. I'm not holding back. I would pull off that trade. A third round pick later in the round and then give them the seventh round pick. Done. That way now you gave value to the Colts who get extra picks and you get a strong, great safety who's young, hard hitting, and does everything you need him to do at that position. It's a smart move. And then the last team I would consider from Malik Cooker here is going to be the Lions. The Lions really lost a lot in the offseason. And although they did upgrade a little bit in cup positions, I do think they still need a lot of help in the safety spot. Strong safety, they got Daron Harmon, who they got from the Patriots. Smart call. He's a good player. Solid. He's happy to be back with Matt Patricia, who was a former Patriots coach. But I do think that the free safety position is weak with Tracy Walker. And... Adding Malik Hooker makes him dangerous and locked down. It also guarantees that the Lions will go with a corner with Jeff Okuda to kind of lock down that secondary and make it um, no-fly zone for the ball. They will not pass into that secondary. They will hunt it down. They will knock you out. I think adding Hooker adds that mentality to the Lions and makes them just that much more dangerous on defense, which is where they lacked last season. Their offense, through the roof. Defense, through the floor. It needs to be better. And I think adding him will take them up a notch. And those are the destinations I really do believe that Hooker fits in. I think the Dolphins would really benefit from him. The Lions would severely benefit from him. And the Browns, they'll take anybody, but it's nice to have him over the veteran Sandejo. I think it's a good idea. Browns are looking to compete next year. It's nice to add him. But those are all the trades that I've been hearing about whether they've already happened or it's been speculated. But now we enter my favorite section of this entire podcast, the rumor mill. I love going through the rumor mill. So many stories break in the rumor mill. It's not even funny. So I think it's important we focus now on three main stories. The teams involved here for your listening is the Giants, the Bears, and the Dolphins. All of them are teams in need of some help. But first, we're going to start off with the Giants, who also need some pretty interesting help. We all know they have the fourth pick in the draft. And it looks we don't know if they're going to go offensive lineman with a tackle like Jedrick Wills or Becton or Thomas or Wirfs, but we do know that Simmons is also in the running. What we don't know is this rumor that has popped out from Matt Lombardi. The New York Giants reportedly are trying to trade down while using Justin Herbert as a bargaining chip. I would believe this. I'm not surprised by this because the Giants are sneaky like that. The Giants like to play games. They do. Um, Gettleman likes to play mind games with the teams. He'll make picks that surprise people and throw the draft for a loop. And I do think in this case, that's what you're going to see in this draft if they don't trade down. The Giants last season, if you guys remember with the sixth pick, they took, they nobody believed that they were going to take a quarterback with the sixth pick, but they did. They took Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones from Duke. Nobody expected it. It happened. Giants fans were pissed. But then it turned out to be that Daniel Jones may not be as bad of a quarterback as we thought. With a little more development and just working on his skills and progressions, I think Daniel Jones can be a potential franchise quarterback for the Giants. And those little surprises throw everybody in a loop because they're like, oh my God, why, what happened? He was supposed to go later in the round. Now, everybody starts falling down the board. People are flying everywhere. Think about it. Dwayne Haskins fell down the board because he didn't go to the Giants. Nobody understood what happened. You're like, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with Dwayne Haskins? Why wasn't he picked? And he ended up falling to the Redskins. It's stuff like that that the Giants are really good at. And I give Gettleman a lot of credit for doing that to teams. He really messes with their heads and their reasoning. So, I like that. However, I don't know if it's going to work this time. Reports have already shown that the Giants have had some virtual meetings and talks with Justin Herbert to see what he's about, see if he's worth an option later on. And it's pretty obvious The Giants don't need a quarterback. They just got one. So it would make no sense that the Giants are looking into Justin Herbert. They don't need the quarterback. However, these are the New York Giants. So I wouldn't be surprised again if they really were trying for it. I don't see it happening. I don't think it's likely. But the idea that they're going to trade down or trying to trade down, it makes a lot of sense and I do see it. Because the Giants just don't know what to do. They're lost right now with that pick. There's so many options available, and they want to get more picks later on so they can help build the team better and stronger than what they would by just having the fourth pick. Because having the fourth pick, you get a phenomenal player, standout, franchise guy. He's going to be there for a long time. But would you rather have that one pick for that one guy and wait till the second round Or would you rather trade down so you have a lesser pick where you still have a chance to get that franchise guy who's going to be there for a long time plus an extra pick in the second round? Or would you just want to keep that pick? You have an option. Like, think about it. Let's say the Falcons want to make a trade to get into the top four. They get the fourth pick from the Giants. Giants get the 16th pick that they had. And from there, the Giants also get their second round pick. So they get two picks out of it. So now they have an extra first-round pick later in the draft where there's still a lot of great talent available that could be franchise players. And then you get an extra one in the second round to take those other starting players, starting caliber. It's it's a great situation, and I think it's smart. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants tried it. Teams that would probably think about it, I couldn't tell you offhand. Falcons are definitely up there, though. Falcons are definitely looking into the idea of going for someone that has some extreme talent. Um, I would definitely put into the conversation um, the 49ers might trade up. I think there's a chance there because they really want to build this team up quickly, but I know they're trying to trade their picks already, so I don't see it. Another team I've heard is the Vikings trying to move up, possibly. Top four? Probably not, but I do think that they're trying to move up. And that they are going to try to get into the top 10 or closer to it. And the only team I can think of is the Raiders. The Raiders are going to want to get into the top 10 just so they can have some insurance. Maybe going for a standout wide receiver. Maybe going for a lineman or a corner. Like maybe they might trade in with the Jaguars and get C.J. Henderson as a steal. Anything could happen in this draft. But I don't know who would want to trade with the Giants that will get some serious value out of it. Because there's so much talent. This is one of the most talented draft classes we've seen in years. It's been a while since we've seen a draft like this. And I'm talking like, this is about as talented as the draft with Mike Evans and Odell Beckham. I'm talking about that draft and Johnny Manziel. That whole draft, all in itself, that one was probably the most talented I had seen in my lifetime. One of the best draft classes you'll ever see. And this could definitely be on that same level, 100%. I agree on that. But now let's move on to the next rumor. I think the Giants will try to trade down. The next one goes to the Bears here, which is actually a confirmed report. So it's no longer a rumor, but I'm going to tell you what I think on it. The Bears general manager Ryan Pace is con- will consider drafting a quarterback. So, the Bears are considering the idea of drafting a quarterback at some point in this draft, probably in the second round. Um, I would say keep an eye out for players like Jalen Hurts or Jacob Eason. Keep an eye out for those two. I think they might try for them. Eason for the arm and Hurts for his ability to avoid pressure and make plays happen. So, he's very clutch. I think that would be the other reason. Those are the only two quarterbacks I see possibly for the Bears. Otherwise, um, I don't think it's necessary. It's not necessary for the Bears to chase a quarterback right now. You've got Nick Foles, you've got Mitchell Trubisky. Develop one of them. You have Nick Foles as an insurance policy to compete with Trubisky. If Trubisky fails and Foles wins, in my mind, you are letting Trubisky walk at the end of the season. I, I don't care about the excuse. He's off the team. You don't lose to Nick Foles. I know he won a Super Bowl two years ago as a backup quarterback, filling in for Carson Wentz, but that doesn't justify the fact that he can that he beats a guy who's only in his third season in the league. No excuse. Mitchell Trubisky, and I mean this, he better get his act together. Okay? He's in his third, fourth season now. He's gotta play like it. He's gotta play like his job is on the line, which it is. And if he wins the job, well, then he'll probably be in the Bears for a while. But it'll come down to how he plays during the season. But if he does lose to Nick Foles, he's gone. The fact of the matter is, are they drafting quarterback this year or will they wait till next year? I think next year's the better idea. But the idea to consider it isn't bad. You can consider it, but I don't think it's necessary to pull a trigger on an early-round QB. You, maybe you could wait later on, go for somebody like Anthony Gordon, who's got some really strong development qualities, or going for James Morgan from Florida International, or maybe even Cole McDonald from Hawaii. All three guys have some serious skills that are um, undervalued, and they could play some important roles later on for the team, whether it's as a backup role player, or just in general playing at the, um, at the level to compete with the, for a starting job. I think that would be the better idea. So I would say Bears going for somebody like James Morgan or Anthony Gordon makes a lot of sense later on, but not early, not early. So yeah, the Bears, it's not necessary to go for quarterback, but I wouldn't be surprised by it. They probably should do, they probably will do it. Which leads me to my final rumor report and the most important one, Miami. This is coming from Albert Breer, very trusted source and analyst from NFL Network. Miami will not choose Tua Tagovailoa with the fifth pick. I don't believe it. And I'm going to stand by that, by that statement. I don't believe it. And here's why. Albert Breer says he has not heard a single word about the Miami Dolphins taking Tua. And that it's widely expected they're not going to. Which... I don't believe because Tua's talent is just oozing out. It's there. It's got a presence. There's just something about him that says, "Hey, he's going to be a big deal in this league." And I think that's a bit and that's big. Because a player with that confidence who's got that skill set and mindset is someone that's going to be there for a long time. And the fact that there's a doubt out there that he's going to be a dolphin surprises me. Because he's just, you know he's got the talent. Is the health issue so bad that he's gonna fall? I know that he's off three teams boards and he failed two teams physicals. But the question could be, maybe he's not entirely healed from the injury. Which again, I get the risk and all that. And the farthest he'll probably drop is mid-round. He'll probably drop farthest um, end of the first round. But it does not mean that you shouldn't take a shot on him. If he stays healthy and he proves to be one of the best in the on the team and 100% all the time, I'm telling you, you're going to get a future MVP quarterback. The kid is that good. No one's skill set is on the level of his. I want him in Miami, or I want him in the top 10 pick. And if he falls, I'm telling you, There are teams to watch for. It makes no sense for the Miami Dolphins to skip on him. Because once he gets past them, they're never going to see him again. He will be with either the Chargers, which it would make no sense if they skipped him. He'll be a Charger. He could be a Panther. He could be a Raider. He could be a Buccaneer. He could be anything. After that spot, it's fair game. I mean, even the Jaguars are considering it. I'm telling you, if he falls past the Dolphins, the three teams to worry about after that are the Chargers with the 6th, the Jaguars with the ninth, and the Raiders with the 12th pick. Those are the guys you got to worry about. Because they're more likely going to make the steal before anybody else can touch him. Because Tua is highly valued. The fact that people believe that he's not going to pan out surprises me. And it's upsetting because i saw the kid play at alabama i've seen the workout tapes since he's come back from the injury he is going to be big in this league and the fact that there is doubt about it it's it's almost i can't put the words to it it's just going to be very upsetting that's the only thing i could say it's going to it's maniacal to think that it's going to happen that way you have to be crazy. That's all I could say. You have to be crazy to think that Tua is going to fall that far and that Miami wouldn't consider taking him. But, you know, this is the draft. Anything can happen. We've saw Eli. we seen Eli Manning get traded on draft day to the Giants and Phillip River go to the Chargers. We've seen Aaron Rodgers in 05 fall all the way down the board after Alex Smith was taken by the 49ers, and he gets picked up by the Packers as a backup to Brett Favre. He had a phenomenal career. Eli had a great career. Phillip Rivers, record-breaking career without any championships to justify for it. Um, Another example, Lamar Jackson fell down that board so far. He was the last pick in the first round. Yet, Lamar Jackson just won the MVP last season in his second season in the league. Patrick Mahomes, 10th pick in the draft. He was severely undervalued by other teams. The Bears took Mitchell Trubisky over him. Other quarterbacks were picked in front of him. Yet, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP two years ago in his second season in the league. And he just won the Super Bowl last season. It's these doubts that push a player to fight harder. And I'm telling you, Tua is going to be one of those players. I would not sleep on the kid and I wouldn't rule him out for anything. So yeah, I don't believe this at all. Could it be possible? Yeah, anything's possible. But no, I don't see it happening. And that's going to do it for us here at the Sideline Statsman and at the Pigskin Culpit. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate all the support you guys have been giving us. We'll have our next episode for the draft week special out tomorrow. But until then, we'll see you next time. Have a great day, everybody.